Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 175 of the Naturally Nourished podcast. Today we have a very special treat in store for all of our listeners just in time for Valentine's Day. So today is going to be our Let's Talk About Sex episode, and we are bringing in a guest to help out on this topic, Susan Bratton, who is an intimacy and wellness expert. So I've heard Susan talk on a bunch of podcasts recently, and I'm really excited to just bring her in pick her brain. And I really think our listeners are going to dig her fun, quirky, nothing off limits vibe. Yes. Today's episode will absolutely make you blush (laughs) to say the least. Uh, And um, I think Becky and I both learned a lot of things and you will too. And you also will likely end this episode with some homework. Um, We'll be sending you guys with some awesome resources that Susan has to share with listeners and ways to really reclaim intimacy within your relationships. So we will be talking all about sex. We will be talking about orgasm. We will be talking about pleasure points. But we're also going to talk about just rekindling the flame of connection and how important that is in relationships. Totally. (laughs) For past episodes, you can check out episode 71 on aphrodisiac foods to get in the mood. That was a fun one uh, where we talk about phallic, uh, you know, shaped uh, vegetables and fruits and also Ayurvedic uses and um, traditional Chinese and structural functional influences on a nutritional level as well as phytocompound that increase vasodilation or blood flow and all of the things to get us into the mood. And then episode 123 had guest Dr. Anna Kabeka. And in that episode, we talked about getting your sexy back. So we talked a lot about libido. We talked about how stress is not sexy, connecting our sexual hormone balance to that HPA access, as well as hormonal transition, talking a lot about perimenopause and menopausal health. And then I would also highlight a recent episode. Uh, I'm not sure of the number off the top of my head. I want to say 172, but the uh, questions and answers episode all about women's hormones. Um, I think we talked a good amount about about sex and hot flashes and some of the elements of, of hormones that would be very relevant as well. Yes, absolutely. And so for today's episode, you might want to grab your partner or maybe you want to listen to it first and then kind of enroll them in um, listening along with you because I think there's a lot of takeaways for men and women. Um, But before we introduce our, our guest for today, let's just have a quick word from our opening sponsor. Yes. Y'all know that I believe in food as medicine, and that means eating whole, real food ingredients in a simple, balanced form to support your metabolic needs. I am a fan, of course, of a high-fat ketogenic diet to provide nourishment for our brains, promote hormone balance, and reduce inflammation. And F-Bomb provides a perfect delivery of 20 grams of fat in each nut butter pack 
to satiate cravings while providing this grounded energy and balanced blood sugar level. F-Bomb started off with these packets of high quality fat, macadamia nut and coconut base, as well as premium oils that can be enjoyed conveniently by all. It is a tasty solution that can help anyone working on the go in the middle of their exercise performance or long-term training that are trying to regulate their energy hunger strikes and not succumb to a quick sugary or carb hit pick-me-up when stress or hunger strikes. So carrying an F-bomb with you is a fantastic approach in your work um, desk, in your pocket, your purse, uh, your diaper bag. We all know that fat as fuel is a great way to mellow out hangry toddlers and children of all ages as well. And F-Bomb beyond having nut butters and premium oils, which include MCT oil, coconut oil, and olive oil, also have a line of cheese crisps, which are a fantastic source of protein. The Keto Crunch, it's a great way that um, you can provide protein to children to pair those naked carbs. So there's a special limited offer at this time where you can buy two 10 packs of nut butter and you will get one 10 pack of premium oils for free. You can use the code AllieFree at checkout to claim this order. When you go on over to dropanfbomb.com slash AllieMillerRD, you will land on my page, you'll see my face on on there and all my favorite featured products. And when you land on that page and you make your per- your per- purchase, excuse me, you can use the code Allie Miller RD at checkout and you will save 15% on your first order. Awesome. So I'll go ahead and read Susan's bio and then we will get her on the show. Yes. And like you said, if you listen to this a second time, maybe with your partner, you might not feel like as much of a tigress. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> maybe you can claim your sexuality and he'll, he won't come as left field. Or maybe it's better to not have him listen and just be like, whoa, him or her. Um, and to be very clear going into this, Susan uses he, she a lot. Um, but this is a great thing that you can listen to for all partners, all genders, all sexual relations, and um, even to claim sexual sexuality and intimacy within yourself. So with no further ado, here we go. Totally. Susan Bratton, intimacy wellness expert, is a champion and advocate for all those who desire intimacy and passion their whole life long. She's a best-selling author and publisher of lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills, including sexual soulmates, relationship magic, revive her drive, the steamy sex ad video collection, hormone balancing, the pump guide, and thrust in time as a (laughs) small selection of her 34 books and programs. You can find Susan the Susan Bratton show on YouTube at betterlover.com and her more personal posts at Susan Bratton on Instagram. Hey, Susan, welcome to the Naturally Nourished podcast. We are so excited to have you on today and to give our listeners the lowdown on just all things sex and intimacy. Hi, Beck. How you doing? Hi, Allie. Um, yeah, the lowdown on libido. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> libido lowdown instead of libido showdown. <laughs> I can tell this is going to be a fun one for sure. And I, I think our listeners are going to love you. Um, first things first, I just want to hear a little bit kind of about your background and how you got into this line of work and maybe a little on like how you would describe kind of your elevator pitch or your cocktail party pitch of what you actually do. Okay, sure, sure. Easy peasy. Um, well, Mike, I'll just start with the cocktail pitch because that's the simplest thing. Yes. You'll kind of get a level <laughs> set on how I ended up to become what I am now, which is 
And it's funny because I'm actually transitioning a little bit. So I'll tell you that for the last decade, my title has been Trusted Hot Sex Advisor to Millions because I started out over the last 15 years studying what turns sex into lovemaking. How do you, you know, with the rise of internet pornography and all of the degradation to women of what I've, what I saw happening and all my friends, including me almost getting divorced because of intimacy issues. You know, they say sex and money are the problem in marriages. And for me in my world, it wasn't necessarily money. People had jobs. It was intimacy waned and people started falling like flies, you know, dropping like flies. And so I said, honey, let's fix our marriage and let's try and come back together instead of getting divorced. Because at 10 years in, we were really not intimate anymore. And my husband was super mad at me. <laughs> and um, so I wanted to make an effort to have a good sex life because I wanted one. I just was not having it after a decade. And we studied all these techniques and our marriage revitalized and we got great in bed together and we said boy all this is is a learned skill so I started doing passionate lovemaking techniques and then I was like oh, okay it's not enough just to have the techniques you've got to be good at communicating so I started working on bedroom communication skills how do you ask for what you want and feel really comfortable about it how do you know what you want enough to ask for it how do you do it without your partner going <gasps> contraction you know and shutting <laughs> the bedroom game down so I started doing bedroom communication skills and then I realized oh People have a lot of issues with libido, desire, arousal, shame. Yes. Um, you know, what are ignorance, knowledge, anger, frustration, um, believing that they can't. They're not, I'm not, I can't do this. You know, like, of course you can. You and everyone else in the world can have great orgasms. So then lately, what I've been really doing is a massive deep dive into libido. Um, vaginal restoration, how to overcome painful sex, laxity, lack of lubrication, yeast. I just, a girlfriend or, you know, a woman on my list, she just emailed me this morning. Every time my husband and I have oral pleasure, I get a yeast infection. What do I do? You know, so I was like, okay, well, here's, you know, I'm not a doctor, but here's what I would recommend because I've had the same experience. You know, Penile so, candidiasis is very yeah, real. Yes. Totally. Exactly. Change of the microbiome. Yes. <laughs> The, the, I call it the ping pong effect, you know, mm -hmm. it just yes. goes back and forth and back and forth. If you've got an overall candida, I'm like, does he have a toenail fungus too? Yes. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> Take our candida quiz. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I ended up with the um, kind of the latest thing I've been calling myself as an intimacy wellness expert, because I also felt like trusted hot sex advisor to millions was a little intimidating for a lot of people. Like there's plenty of people who want, who want to know about sex, but there's way more who are intimidated by it. And, and, and they feel like instantly contracted by it. And the last thing I want in the world is for someone to contract around me. I want them to be like, tell me more. And so what I found is that's, that's, it only took me 15 years to figure this out that <laughs> Sexual health is really the on-ramp for very many people into, okay, well, if I could trust her around teaching me about vaginal lubrication, maybe I should check out her sexual soulmates techniques, you know? 
Yeah. So it's really for me about wanting to just be available in the way that people need me to be there for them. I'm very much one of those people who just, I, I'm a healer. I'm a helper. I just love to help and lead and give guidance to people. And so I just want to make it really easy for everyone to be a yes to me. And so I am currently calling myself an intimacy wellness expert. <laughs> love this. Yes. And we will ask all of the questions to, to delve into sensuality and intimacy and sex and orgasm and all of the things, but I want to set the tone a little bit uh, because our audience is quite vast um, and we do have majority female listeners, but we hear you men too, you 12% of listeners. <laughs> you matter. Um, and I think that this would be a really great episode for partners to listen to together, of course, once maybe the females screened it the first time and gotten a little flushed and maybe some ideas. But um, I remember personally, I've been married over 10 years and um, we'll talk a little bit about postpartum and kind of like redefining oh. sexuality and whatnot. And that's a whole element coming. But I remember on my wedding day, I come from a very like standard Roman Catholic where sex is, there's the shame element for sure. There's that Christian guilt yeah. piece, but yet it's your role. And it's I remember not my- just Christianity, right, by the way. Sure. <laughs> I like to, I prefer to call it religious repression. Fair. Okay. Sure. Okay. But yes, I remember my mom looking at me and saying, you need to not become a roommate ever. It, you know, like you need to think about this being a part of, you know, making this a part of your marriage and that's what's sacred and whatnot. And you should aim for twice a week. <laughs> and so it's like, you think of things and goal setting and, and type A people that are trying to check off boxes. And, yeah. and I want to kind of go into how, let, let's open first the difference of so with that being said, I find it really important. And I think it is a huge component. Um, and I think with busy husband and wife relationship, every time after you have sex, generally speaking, you say, that was awesome. Why don't we do that all the time? <laughs> and then life catches up and it happens again and again. But what's the difference, first off, between how men and women like to have sex? Let's, let's kind of unpack a little bit the polarity maybe in how desire or arousal or intimacy is, is potentially seen differently. Okay, so um, men are testosterone driven and women are estrogen dominant. And that does really have a big impact on our general approaches to sexuality. That being said, I am very supportive of people across the gender spectrum and also the fact that nothing is black and white. And we are, I like that, I love that phrase, the multitudes within us. And I don't mean the parasites in the yeast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind, that's the kind of joke you can make on a naturally. We, we hit that last week very thoroughly. We totally did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And and those suckers run us right between totally. the yeast and making us dream of chocolate cake and the hormones, <laughs> the estrogen making us worried about everything and super self-critical and all judgy about the imperfections, this, the the things we think are imperfections about our body, and then the toss the testosterone making us horny every morning like I want sex now you know like if you're in good shape if you're in good health and you've got good testosterone and 
your microbiome's not screwed up and you know all that stuff you're horny every day and women female bodied people we are you know hormonally cyclical so we go through our ebbs and our flows we run like wolves with the moon you know <laughs> and so there's that there's that initial disconnect where he's he's kind of got this like <clears throat> you know like like slayer music in the background playing for him and she's <laughs> she's just out there you know like I don't know I'm not sure I don't know, unless she's like yes and then she's really ready to go so it does make it more difficult when you've got a, a partnered coupling of the male-bodied and the female-bodied, and um, you have to work on those things. Um, I think that is a big part of it. But um, generally, I'd say that another big issue is that initially, what men want is immediate genital touch. They want they're kind of when they become erect, they're ready to go. And I think that for most of us women, we've been living under a more patriarchal view of sexuality. Um, if he's ready to go, we should accommodate him. And uh, intercourse, you know, a lot of sex experts say, oh, you know, intercourse is just white male patriarchy. We don't call it the vagina anymore. It's the vulva or the yoni. And, you know, all of these things are relevant in the conversation about our sexuality. But I don't think that it's a lot of people move away from intercourse as kind of the be all and end all of sexuality, but I actually think it is. If you're a heterosexual monogamous couple, I think intercourse is really the thing that is kind of the pinnacle of deep connection and wholeness and oneness. And for most women, they struggle to have intercourse to have orgasms from intercourse and they think that they can't like I'm not the kind of person who can have an intercourse orgasm when in actual fact they are they just don't understand that intercourse orgasms are a learned skill that some women do it easily it's like falling off a log they're naturally able to do it but most women don't and so they think they can't instead of they think oh I don't know how yet and also I think people don't understand that you get better and better at sex over the years. Your sex life gets better because you get more experience. You, you know your body better and hopefully you become less critical of your body and more willing to just be who you are without your own body shame or your body images. And that allows you to surrender a bit more to your pleasure. You gain trust with a partner. You know, in, in my hopes, these are all of the things that women are moving toward in their sex life. And, and so what I want people to understand is that if she as a woman isn't making sex dates with her partner, her male-bodied partner, and saying, let's have sex on Tuesday night after we put the kids to bed, that it's simply a matter of they don't have enough skills and knowledge yet to get there. And that skills and knowledge comes from understanding how the female body works, how it needs to be aroused slowly, how it needs full body touch, not just direct genital stimulation right away like the male body appreciates. That she needs a foot rub, a neck rub, a back rub, that she needs to be held and caressed, that she needs to be squeezed and relaxed so that she can let go of the 
anxiety that estrogen creates mm. and get into her body and let the world go and start feeling herself and feeling her connection to her partner, that she can reconnect emotionally with him, that he can be present and available to her. And once a couple gets to the point where he understands that she needs that long, slow warm-up most of the time, except when she doesn't. And they That's have on Tuesday nights. <laughs> right. <laughs> Game plan. Position B. Go. <laughs> and that Check for the box. <laughs> and that she is able to get things off her chest. And that she can ask for whatever she needs in the moment because every moment is so different for her because of her estrogen sickle, cyclical nature. Mm. When a couple can get to that point where he knows he's not doing anything wrong, he's just listening to what she needs, she's able to easily tell him because she's tuned into her body, and that they have lots of different pathways to orgasmic pleasure. She can have different kinds of orgasms from breastgasms to kissinggasms to oralgasms both giving and receiving to vaginal orgasms and you know all of the different types of orgasms from you know g spot which is not really a spot it's an area to urethral to cervical to anterior fornix to you know perineal sponge to like there's just so many funny little wonderful places that you can touch that can give a woman an orgasm even a think off you can give a, a woman an orgasm without even talking to her. And then of course her male bodied partner, he can learn how to have unlimited stamina through having the ability to have ejaculatory control and ejaculatory choice. And he can start having mindgasms and heartgasms and full body orgasms and become a multi-orgasmic man and have all this wonderful stamina. Like it's just all learned skills, which is why circling back to the beginning, I started with, okay, I started out with sex techniques, you know, because <laughs> mm -hmm. there's a lot of them that you can learn and they just get you better and better in bed, which by the way, and I'll, I'll, I'll end here, but I'll just end with saying that the more skills you learn, the better your sex gets, the more confidence you get, the better your orgasms get. It just builds on itself in what I like to call an upward pleasure spiral. And when a couple is learning new skills together, they are beginning as beginners, which keeps that new relationship energy alive in their sex life, which combats the monotony of sexual monogamy. So mm. it's all just a wonderful swirl of potential. I love that. And I want to dig in on kind of the last bit that you said a little bit, Susan, um, speaking to the physiology of orgasm. And you just mentioned a lot of different types that I think yeah. a lot of people probably don't realize even exist. But I think this is an area where a lot of people don't really think twice. It's like you have one or you don't. It feels good. Um, but we're not really thinking about what's actually happening in our bodies or why? So maybe let's unpack orgasm a little bit and also get into the health benefits of orgasm. Sure, Becky. Um, well, let's just talk about some of the different kinds of orgasms. So really what you're thinking about when you're thinking about orgasms is that you think about yourself as a wriggling animal on planet earth. You are homo sapien sapien. You are designed to 
just create more homo sapiens. <laughs> You're driven to replicate your species and you are a wriggling tube. The tube is your mouth. It goes through your elementary system. You've got tubes coming out of your yoni. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, your anal tube. You've got your urethral tube. You've got your vaginal tube. You've got tubes in your ears, tubes in your nose, your mouth. You know, it's all, these are all little tubes that run through your body. And one of the things that um, is common in Eastern sexuality is this idea of the being a light source and the lumen, which is the thin wall of your alimentary system, is really just a tube of light that shines through you. It's also the tube of nourishment because I'm on a nourishment podcast. Um, and, and so you put things in the tube and the tube manipulates them and it comes out the other end. All of that one big tube with all those sphincter muscles. Your eyes are sphincters, you know, your dilating pupils, your mouth, your epiglottal sphincter, your duodenal sphincter. You've got a sphincter in your vagina, sphincter in your anus. That's a set of locking sphincters in a system. And what's interesting, when you have an orgasm, you're like, where's the sphincter thing going? <laughs> <laughs> you have, when you have an orgasm, you have a contraction. And that contraction actually is a releasing. It's like contract and release. And that contraction is part of your orgasmic response. All right. So I know, Susan, you've got me blushing right now. I'm sure Allie too. So I'm just going to jump in and give listeners a chance to kind of catch their breath, grab a sip of water, um, and let's have a quick word from our sponsor for this episode, Wild Foods. So Wild Foods is a company that puts quality, sustainability, and health first in all of their products. They have everything from coffee to turmeric to medicinal mushrooms, and every single product is painstakingly sourced from small farms around the globe. They really take their mission seriously to fix the broken food system and believe that real food is medicine. And they've gone ahead and partnered with us to give you guys an exclusive discount. So if you use Allie Miller RD, you'll get 12% off your order. So I'm going to go through some of our favorite products over at Wild Foods. Uh, we are super stoked about their wild vanilla. You know that I use vanilla extract in so many recipes in the anti-anxiety diet cookbook and the anti-anxiety diet, but wild vanilla is carefully selected, hand-harvested whole vanilla beans that are aged and ground into an aromatic powder full of antioxidants while giving you that recipe boosting flavor without the alcohol or the glycerol and those additives. You're actually getting a health food as medicine boost as well as flavor enhancement. I'm also really stoked to share their wild cacao butter wafers. These are a great fit for the anti-anxiety diet because they're dairy-free. So an awesome way to boost a fat boosted coffee or add in your fat-fueled latte. Um, I've liked to do these with a combination of a little bit of mint, and um, then you kind of make like a cacao mint um, coffee brew. They are raw, organically grown, unrefined, non-deodorized, and 
food grade and fair trade, and they blend fabulously into warm recipes as well as even like smoothies and shakes. Um, can also be used for DIY skincare, like lotions and creams and lip balms. Uh, I'm also happy to share now Wild Foods has a great source for your matcha. You guys know I'm obsessed with matcha talk about it all the time, use it in a bunch of recipes. I'm all about that L-theanine as a modulator to balance out our neurotransmitters. And matcha is the highest food source of that L-theanine, the same active ingredient in our Calm and Clear supplement. Well, wild matcha is a fine powder that is made from stone ground green tea leaves. This is why it has more concentration, of course, than just your green tea. Without the toxicity of your tea bag, you're also going to get significantly more of that L-theanine and the antioxidants that make tea so healthy. Um, one serving of wild matcha is equal to 10 glasses of regular brewed green tea. And this is a highest and best flavor ceremonial grade that you will get in their first harvest tin. Beyond the matcha, they also have tea blends numbered one through 10. My favorite one I'll share with listeners, which I've been sharing, but I'm totally obsessed with is the Thai G. The Thai G is a green rooibos tea with ginger, lemongrass, and lime. I've been enjoying it iced as it hit like the seventies in Austin here. Um, but this green rooibos actually has more antioxidants than the red rooibos that we're used to seeing, like the African bush tea. It has no caffeine. And so it's not going to give you that pick me up with a drop. It's unfermented and it does um, pair really well with those citrus flavor notes. Becky, why don't you share about the adaptogenic mushroom blend, Cocotropic, yeah. and yeah. then we'll share the URL and get back to some steamy stuff. Yep. They've got some really fun adaptogenic mushroom blends as well as single mushrooms that you can select for if you're looking for specific benefits. But the Cocotropic Wild Superfood Elixir is something I had a chance to try when I was visiting Austin and um, it is so delicious. So it's a combination of wild chocolate with reishi and chaga mushroom extracts. It's got some raw maca powder, which is quite on topic for today's episode in terms of enhancing hormone production and um, sexual vitality, as well as wild turmeric. So it sips like hot cocoa or what we did is we blended it in with our butter coffee. Um, and it's so, so yummy. It's an amazing blend of non-GMO super herbs known for disease fighting properties um, and also has that cognitive enhancement piece of the puzzle that helps our brain with concentration, focus, mood improvement, and relaxation. And it is non-alkalized, so I would call that out for sure. I've had some listeners as I've been souping it up in my Instagram stories uh, asking me, it is wild cacao powder. So it is non-alkalized. The ingredient integrity is just super awesome. And we were both super stoked that there's no stevia or monk yes. fruit or erythritol in here. <laughs> Big win. Bitter alkaloid real food flavors. And then you can determine based on your metabolic flexibility, if you want to throw it in a protein shake with our naturally nourished grass-fed whey, or you, know, you want to add half a banana in there, that works to offset, but I really found it to be very flavor balanced. Um, and I just added it in my fat fuel latte without adding any sweetener. Yes. So, so good. So they're using real food, real ingredients. They're sourcing, like Ali said, is really on point and all of their products are going to be gluten-free, preservative-free, soy-free, many vegan and organic options as well. Um, all made from real whole foods. So if you head over to wildfoods.com, 
co, not .com, so .co, and enter the code AllieMillerRD at checkout, you'll get 10%, uh, 12%, excuse me, off your order. Yes. You want those extra two. Yes. So you'll yep. get 12% <laughs> off your order, putting AllieMillerRD in at checkout over at wildfoods.co. Okay. okay. So let's get back into things. So some of the physiological effects you mentioned that, you know, fluid release and whatnot, how about on a, uh, brain chemistry? Like let's talk a little bit of oxytocin maybe, or, uh, the influence on the HPA axis or on chronic stress and that, that release, that high, that what happens on a neurotransmitter or neurochemical level during orgasm. Yeah, it's interesting. Oxytocin and vasopressin are two of the neurotransmitters. They're neuropeptides, actually, that are released with orgasm. Um, the interesting thing about oxytocin, though, people call it the love hormone. It's actually the lowering of fear hormone. It's also amazingly good for wound healing. One of the reasons that oxytocin is released during pregnancy is for recovery and repair of the vaginal delivery and for all the wound healing and for the lowering of upset during a traumatic experience of childbirth. I think there's something about the letdown from the vasopressin. You know how it's got a letdown? Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that lets down breast milk. I think that in that relaxation, there's something about the combination of orgasm and vasopressin that makes you want a foot rub. And there's <laughs> another really weird thing, and that is that the location of the sensation of your feet and your clitoris are side by side in your brain where hmm. it's processed. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I think that women love clitoral strokes and foot rubs. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the funniest thing? I like that. Maybe that'll get me a couple extra foot rubs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that if men understood how much we need and crave foot rubs as foreplay, they'd be doing it a lot more. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit, Susan, about massage and touch. And um, I read in one of your guides, which of course will give you opportunity to share those in a moment, um, the, the breast massage and the breastgasm. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because so, so my daughter's three and a half and I breastfed her for just over a year and Great. my relationship with my body postpartum though, and my breasts being, I mean, my husband said to me once, which I made, I've made fun of him before, so I'm allowed to, he said, Oh honey, you look like a milk, some like a milk cow or milk machine when I had my pump on. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks babe. And then, you know, you have the, the sex when you're breastfeeding, you're squirting milk all over. And there's just, you just have a different relationship with your breasts after them serving your child, I feel. Yeah. And I've also lost an entire cup and a half. Um, yeah. So they feel like, they don't feel as full and plump, right? That's why a lot of women get augmentation following. So there's this like saggy milk bag, lack of sensation in my nipple structure. And I, I thought that was really interesting for postpartum women to kind of allow their partner to reclaim that space or themselves to feel more sensual again about their breasts. Can we kind of talk about how that could become a part of maybe not always driving sexual um, having sex, I guess, but maybe just a part of sensual intimacy on an evening that doesn't have to always manifest intercourse. Allie, first of all, you asked the perfect question. Second of all, good job doing your homework, mama. You guys <laughs> do a good job with your show. You're very prepared. I, I really appreciate that. So I'm really glad you mentioned breast massage in this order because speaking of oxytocin, the number 
one way to generate oxytocin is with nipple stimulation. Nipple stimulation generates oxytocin. So um, I really love breast massages. And I'll have to say, uh, I used to call those breast pumps hooter horns. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, you, just, what, you just, you just pop them out in the, anywhere you are. It's just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just doing it. <laughs> and when I was done breastfeeding our daughter, who's now a beautiful, almost 23-year-old, gorgeous girl, um, I said to my husband, my breasts look like weasels hanging at the bottom of tube socks. <laughs> So here's what I did. We started doing breast massage and my breasts are, have always been large. I've always, I've always had a large, a lot of breast tissue. And I think I was a D when I got pregnant and I went up to a G in my full milk production. And then I went down to probably a C cup after breastfeeding. And now I'm back to a double D again. So it is amazing how your breasts change size throughout your life doing these different things. And you definitely can get that tissue to bounce back. There's erectile tissue in your breasts. And one of the things I really want to talk about on the show before we finish is engorgement. Because yes. I think if there's anything we can talk about, it's the power of engorgement for your sexual pleasure and health. And, um, you have this breast tissue and what I do with my husband is he sits up with his head, with his, with his back against the headboard of our bed at night and he's got a bunch of pillows behind him. And then I, he spreads his legs open and puts a pillow on his chest and I lean back against him with my back against the pillow and my, my legs sticking out. Sometimes we put pillows under our knees and kind of butterfly them open so we're comfortable. I pull the covers up over to my belly and then he gets warm organic oil, organic coconut oil, and we watch a TV show. Our remote controls are so greasy. I should put them in like Ziploc bags or something. <laughs> and he gives me a breast massage and he starts from the outside and works his way in. He never touches my nipples until well into the breast massage. And um, he starts with the breast tissue under and around the sides. My, first he starts with my clavicle and my sternum, my shoulders. Sometimes I'll even just start with my neck, the back of my neck and the sides of my neck that get very tired from being on the computer a lot. And he'll just rub my whole chest area and my breast tissue and he'll kind of squeeze it and manipulate it. He'll do small wipes over the nipples with soft palms but he's never just like grabbing at my nipples. He's very, very gentle and just, there's four kinds of touch. There's nurturing, healing, sensual, and sexual. And he starts with nurturing and he goes to healing and then he works to sensual. And if I want it, he'll 
play with my nipples in a sexual way. And so that's something that we do. I have basically unlimited breast massages. Anytime I want one, my husband gives me one. And I usually ask for them once a week or twice a week. But when I was reconstituting my breasts, when I was transmuting the weasels into bountiful <laughs> beauty again, I was getting a number of anti-weasel breast massages. So. Yeah. Well, it when works I was, really well. Yeah, yeah, and we will be sharing that as a resource with um, listeners. So I, I really thought of that, and I was talking to my husband about it. And I was like, oh, that's going to help me get my breasts into a place I can appreciate them because just the circulatory flow and, and yeah. getting the tissue awakened again, yes. I think. And then there's the emotional element as well, but, but I, I love that that technique. That's fantastic. Well, and it's so nice too, Allie, where he's just putting into the orgasmic karma bank. <laughs> Without it being a quid pro quo. Yeah. When he is willing to just give and give and give that pleasure to the point where you're like, yes, daddy, now I do want you. It takes us a long time. We're not just ready to go. And when men slow down to our speed and they realize that the, there's this funny, I grew up in Pennsylvania and there were a lot of Amish people and they have this funny little phrase, the hurrier I go, the behinder I get. <laughs> yep. Which is, you don't rush Mother Nature, you know? You just have to let her take her time. And that, when men understand that slowing down actually gets them to their goal faster, it really is an epiphany for them because they're so different than we are in that way. Love it. I really want to respect your time and we want to share resources. So I'm thinking we're going to transition into a rapid fire. <laughs> we're Let's going to do ask it. you like, yeah, to make best bang for our buck for all the Valentine's lovers. Uh, I think we're going to ask you four questions. So like less than a minute each, maybe boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then make we'll, sure um... one's about engorgement though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. Okay. All right. Can you... I pick my questions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, you start and I'll, I'll, sure. I'll craft the engorgement question. Okay. <laughs> Sounds go, like go. a plan. Um, so I want to talk a little bit just because we've hit on communication a lot yeah. um, within this episode. And it sounds like there are a lot of things that most of us don't know we should be asking for. Um, and I think there's a disconnect for a lot of people where it like might feel silly or uncomfortable or like talking dirty. But how do you suggest just starting the conversation of like asking for what you want or asking to try something new? Yeah. So it's, it's even about how do you know what you want so you can ask? Uh -huh. I think that's where you start. How do you know what you want in every moment so that you can ask for whatever you need? And that could be anything from wild to mild. And I have a technique I call the sexual soulmate um, what is it called? The Sexual Soulmate Pact, P-A-C-T. I know you're going to give URLs at the end. And it's easiest if you just download that guide because it teaches your partner and you the agreement to strike so that you feel really confident, not only confident, but you love asking for what you want. And your partner loves you asking for what you want. It it flips all the stuff that's been holding you back into what you needed to know to just be like hungry to talk to each other. And so I'll leave it at that and let you get the sexual soulmate pack. What about how to kind of rekindle or get back the butterflies or that like honeymoon feeling in a marriage and maybe um, also um, speaking to, you know, the postpartum period or times that we're feeling kind of unhappy with our bodies? 
the unhappy with your body, let's start there because that's different, is spending more time in sensual full body touch. Wear lingerie that covers the things that you're feeling a little insecure about. Turn the lights down, put candles on, get oil out and spend, spend a lot of time rubbing each other, kissing, relaxing. Use my soulmate embrace technique to get into a relaxed state of mind and don't have a goal of intercourse or any kind of sex, but do put on your calendar regular manual lovemaking for your male-bodied partner. So that opens last rapid fire on engorgement. (laughs) So I was shocked to see that you said the female genitalia gets just as swollen as an erection. That's that's what you want to cover, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. Thanks, Allie. Yeah, you have as much. So his penis, think about it like a banana. 50% of it's sticking out of his body, 50% of it's inside. Now, all that size of his penis is erectile tissue, like most of it is erectile tissue. That's how much tissue you have inside your yoni. The the tip of your clitoral structure, the glands that shows is about 5%. 95% is inside between the shaft, the legs, the arms, the urethral sponge, which some people call a G-spot, the perineal sponge, and then all the tissue that's also in your breasts, your mouth, your lips, your nose, your belly, everything. You've got all this tissue. And so what you want to do is get as much blood flow as you possibly can before any kind of sex. So foreplay is a lot of tissue stimulation with your hands and then his mouth and then his penis. Make sure that you're plumped up and fluffy before you try to have intercourse because that, if Anything is holding you back from having orgasms from penetration. And by the way, you can have orgasms from intercourse without any clitoral stimulation. You don't have to touch your clitoris to have orgasms from intercourse because your vaginal opening is wrapped entirely in erectile tissue. You just need to get her all fluffed up. I love that. Yeah, I think that's such a good scenario. Yes. So uh, this was so fun, and you made me blush a couple times, Susan. Uh, let's let's tell listeners where they can find more out about your work, and then we will be giving them three free gifts. We'll put links as we always do in the show notes, of course. Um, but let's tell them where to find more out about you. Well, um, my, my Better Lover YouTube channel is really, really good. My website, Personal Life Media, is like an encyclopedia of answers for any sexual question you could have. And if you want to know more about me personally and see my adorable husband and things like that, and me without all my hair and wigs on for my YouTube channels, <laughs> the authentic Susan Bratton is on Instagram at Susan Bratton. Awesome. And do you want to dig in a teeny bit into um, the free gifts or um, kind of speak to the sexual health uh, protocols that you have a little bit? Well, let's see. I can give you anything you want. Um, We talked about the Sexual Soulmate Pact. So let's give you that at sexualsoulmatepact.com. Let me give you the Soulmate Embrace, which is a really good thing, especially postpartum or in high stress times, which postpartum is one of the highest stress times. That's a very good thing to do. And then the breast massage master plan will give you a link to that as well. 
Sounds so good. And especially I'm even thinking of our breast cancer warriors and people that anything yeah. that just dissociates you from connecting and, and falling back in love with yourself so that you yeah. can be a better lover. Um, thank you so much for taking the time with us, Susan. We will be sure to link all of these notes and I'm sure our listeners will be jumping on to your resources because uh, I think you're going to light, light things up for a lot of us this yes. uh, yeah. next couple of weeks to come. <laughs> Thanks, Ali. And thanks, Becky, so much for having me. I mean, you're very brave and our sexual health is such a way we nourish ourselves. So thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.